Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Flapping and Fawning. I'm a mess in a dress. Well, sweatpants today. Flapjack. And I just shoved a whole pumpkin up my ass. Ooh, it's the Halloween season. Fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a week. Could you believe this Camp One Kiki episode? It was so good. Right? And so funny. It, it, there was the whole episode was just hilarious, hilarious, hilarious. I was in love. Um. Uh, Hillary only did one set though. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, what a she was a standout. You know. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I mean, she won the whole thing, but I'm not surprised. Same. Um, and I feel like this episode is such a turning point in the competition. It really showed some standouts, in my opinion. Yeah. That you may not have realized from the regular talent shows. And some of like my favorites, my like personal favorites have may not have done as well. Like mm-hmm. so it really sets apart what different people's strengths and weaknesses are. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear all of your thoughts that we have, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um we wanted to share that we actually have some updates for what we're gonna be doing after we finish Camp Wanakiki season four. So after we finish season four, it is going to be just in time for the brand new season, the premiere season of this version of this franchise. It's Dragula Titans. Oh, I'm scared. It's going to premiere October 25th on Shudder. And so we will be continuing our two episode week cycle that we have going and we'll be covering that for y'all. And so this is like a Dragula All-Stars, right? Exactly. I'm kind of surprised that they're doing it after they did Resurrection so recently, but I am here for it. I like it because I think it's going to be an entire different format than Resurrection since Resurrection was a COVID, it was a COVID special. Yeah. And it was just like, who's going to get a bonus spot on the next season and this is going to be a full-on season of like the elite and i don't know if cast has been officially announced but i've been watching spoiler yeah, videos of who the cast <laughs> is, and i'm really excited for this cast me too i um i don't want to say it on here in case you're not following the spoilers i maybe it's a little too early to say but uh i'm i'm very excited about a few folks who are on there who i think should have won the first time around yeah same tbh um I'm surprised they haven't released the cast yet because it's like already October. Well, not already, but it's almost October. Might as well be. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be basically October. Yeah. Or what? Four days away? Yeah. Something like that. Um, Well, September will have ended. Almost. We've got to wake up Green Day. We do have to wake up Green Day. Um well, I'm very excited for Dragula Titans. I recently started listening to the Boulet Brothers podcast, and it's really good. Like, I didn't. Oh, I should give that a listen. Yeah, it's. I, I enjoy it. Like, they do a lot of movie reviews, and I, I. I don't know. Everyone who knows me knows that I love movies, but I never watch enough of them. So I'm like, oh, I didn't watch that one. Oh, I don't know. So I usually skip ahead in a, a lot of it. But they're they're really fun, and it's good to get to know them a little bit better beyond the white contacts. Because I'm sure the dynamic is a little different on the podcast than mm-hmm. it is on Dragula. Right, right. But it's also interesting to see how similar it is too. Yeah. So anyways, go similar personalities, just different situation. Right. Well, Dragula Titans, we're so excited to start watching it on October 25th. That'll be right after the finale of Camp Wanakiki. Yeah, I can't wait for season five already, especially, but I will say season five has some big shoes to fill. They do. Big shoes, big lashes, high eyebrows, they better bring it. Because, like, I think, honestly, in my humble opinion, I have loved every season of camp. But as a entirety of the cast, this is probably my favorite. All right! Me too. I, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I, I do think it's very special. Um, there's a lot of just rock stars on here, you know? I've gotten attached to so many of them. And, like, it's just everybody is so... It's at a different caliber, mm-hmm. and everybody is so in their own lane. Right. So it's even hard to compare them because everybody exactly. is so different. And it's that that's what makes it so difficult to see people take a hike each week, you know? Like, uh, everyone is just doing their own thing, and they're all so good at what they do. Yeah. Um, so it is so difficult to compare. Um, now, before we get into the episode, there was some recent unfortunate news in the drag community that I wanted to talk about that we had two um, 
two drag queens who passed away in the last week or so um, from the time of this recording. So I just wanted to acknowledge them and send love to their families and their communities. Um, First was Valencia Prime, um, who uh, passed away. She is a, um, I believe she's from Philadelphia, and she passed away while she was performing on stage. Um, So she's a 25-year-old transgender woman. That's so young. I know. I could not imagine... I also couldn't imagine being in the audience for that. Right. Like, uh, I, I, that, that is just traumatic on so many levels. And I, I, all my love just goes out to her because she, she was so, so young and had her whole yeah. career ahead of her. Um, yeah, I really hated it. So she, she was known as Philadelphia's plus size dancing diva. Um, and it, she unfortunately passed away at the taboo lounge and sports bar uh, on Monday, September 12th. So, um, Rest in power, Valencia. You were loved. Much love is being sent to the Philadelphia community as well. And then the other one is Cherry Valentine, who some of you may know from season two of UK. She was one of my personal favorites from that season. And she was one of like the UK queens that I followed preseason and was like Facebook friends with and like really grew attached to her before Drag Race and then on Drag Race. Especially especially with that season, because that was a COVID season. They had to stop filming. They even had the little COVID special because... And we got to see a little behind the scenes with Cherry being a mental health nurse and how much she did during COVID. Right. And she was one that I was always just personally attached to and would have loved to see back for like a UK All-Star. Same. And it was, it was so shocking to hear... They haven't disclosed um, cause of death, and we also ask that you respect that privacy as it has not been disclosed. Um, I know that was one that hit me like real hard. Yeah, I I was very confused when I saw the message. Like I was like, wait, like that Cherry Valentine? Yeah, are are you sure? Um, And that's like she's she's so young, and I mean, both of these entertainers who passed away are young. And it's also weird because now that's the third queen of the entire like drag race mm. as a whole franchise. Yeah. Um, because I mean, drag race started in what? Oh nine. Right. So like most of these Queens aren't that old and especially UK didn't start that long ago. And a lot of these Queens aren't that old. So for us to like have experienced Sahara Davenport, Chi Chi Devane, and now Cherry Valentine, it's weird. Right. Because those are somebody; those are people that seem very relevant and young to us. Absolutely. Um, well, rest in peace to all of those folks, and y'all make sure you send love to the families, um, and also respect their wishes for um, whatever kind of privacy and time they need. Yes. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna take a break and then jump into Camp Wanakiki episode five. And we are back with episode five of season four of Camp Wana Kiki. And we start with the opening sketch. Yes. As always. Per usual. And the Sugar Baker twins are playing video games. I don't know what video game that was. It was some kind of Atari game, Mm. clearly, but I don't know what it was. I think it might have been just manufactured for television purposes. (laughs) Sounds about right. Um... But it was also, like, great because we got a special preview guest. Yes. Jada Essence Hall was on our screens once again from Drag Race, winner of Drag Race season 12. And then... um, Most recently on on Drag Race All-Star 7. That was, this was so great to see and such a pleasant surprise. I had no idea um, Um, she was going to be on. And honestly, in case you didn't get this from either of her seasons... This truly, as somebody that has worked with Jada, yeah. like, this was very much like... It seemed right she, up her alley. <laughs> yeah. She's a big old goofball, and I love that about her. And it had me cracking up. Oh, yeah. I know I keep saying, like, no, this week's my favorite. It's the one that's made the most sense. Like, this week, no, was my favorite. He's, hands down. I mean, and, and it, it did make so much sense. Like, her prank calling the sugar bakers, it was just so funny. And then I loved all the different costumes. Yeah, It was written well. I uh, I loved it. Like the, 
um, because you're a bunch of dimwits. And yes. then her just being like, ha, like <laughs> it just totally, it just felt so natural. I, I loved it. I think it's the funniest I've ever seen Jada B, <laughs> yeah. which I love to see, love to see. Um, and the prank calls actually gave Cherry the idea for this week's daily camp activity. What did you think of this impersonation challenge? Um, I thought it was hilarious. It was so good. Um, I was sad I didn't get to do it. I was like, like ah, I would that would have been amazing. Especially the Clinica and Lily swap. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And also everybody's reaction to what the other campers did of them. <laughs> Iconic camp activity. This one was fantastic. Love. I So I really didn't know what to expect from this other than I knew that Hillary and Lily had changed costumes. Um, you mean... Clinica and Lily or Hillary? Oh and God, what did I say? Well, no, I only knew Clinica and Lily had. You said Hillary. Hillary. Oh, sorry. Clinica and Lily because I slept in that day because I'd gotten eliminated the night before. And then I like slept in. I woke up, was doing my makeup or I hadn't even put my contacts in yet. And then who I thought was Lily walked into the bathroom where I was getting ready and I was like, Lily, what are you doing? You don't even live in this cabin. And then I realized it was Clinica. And then Lily in Clinica's look, it, I was like, what What the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, but Hillary came to me and said she wished she could have impersonated me. She, she was like, um, what'd she say? She said she would have been like, hi, I'm Flapjack. I'm from Alabama and I had a threesome last night, which I think is, I think is pretty accurate. I want to know who the threesome was with. Ranger Danger and Vincent Millay. Oh. <laughs> And then, um, obviously, Apple Brown Betty was in there, too. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a foursome. It was a foursome, yes. But I can't count. Because um, you're from Clark Alabama. Uh-huh. Precisely, yeah. So it, this joke had layers <laughs> that this <laughs> like Canadian understood. Right. <laughs> like a drag queen has layers. That would have been funny, though. Uh, the Canadian and the yeah. most Southern. I know, right? Uh, yeah. Anyways. Although it was funny with hillary doing coleslaw because coleslaw is not wearing a wig and everybody else like swapped <laughs> wigs so hillary just put her hair in ponytail that was so funny um we were coming up with like couple names for them like because they switched places so like for like in the group chat and so we were trying to decide what made the most sense for clinica and lily like what would you pick for them if they had a couple name like, you know how Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt, what are they, like, Brangelina? Brangelina? Yeah. I don't know. It'd be, like, Lenica or Clilly. Yeah, I like Clilly. I think Clilly's really funny. <laughs> I suggested for Hillary and Coleslaw to be Holeslaw. I love Holeslaw. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Coleslaw. It's disgusting. But I did spend this one night in a dip. It's a match made in heaven, honestly. Um, and then we also had Deja D, Pola, and Coco, who kind of did like a three-way switcheroo. Um, and I thought it was crazy. Like, Pola's boobs look so natural on her in her DDF. I'm like so used to seeing that. Whenever I see Pola out of drag, I'm like, what happened to your boobs? <laughs> um, and so went to see Deja wearing Pola's boobs. I was so confused. It, but Deja did an amazing job. Um, I also thought Pola's was really funny as Coco. Yeah. That, like, they critiqued her as not keeping up with the rest in the judging and i thought that was i thought they not did correct i think this was also one of the best daily camp activities mm-hmm. like because it was just fun and goofy yeah. and more of this more of this like there's it's it's not something that seems like a lot of high pressure um but in the, we've all gotten to know each other so well at this point i think we all could have impersonated each other really really well um all right. Oh, I will say for Coco, though, I, I wish she had waddled. You know how Deja does her waddle? <laughs> like, I, I think that would have been funny. Because she impersonated Deja greatly. Like, yeah. anytime we were together, Deja was definitely talking about how hot it was and, like, how she was hungry. I want to eat. <laughs> I just want some food. <laughs> but if she had waddled, that would have sold everything for me. <laughs> well, after that, we got to see um, Ranger Danger sunbathing. Oh, ow, ow. Yeah. Um, I will say he would sunbathe in this little bitty G-string when we were at camp. So mm. he w- he was sunbathing rather conservatively um, during the skit. <laughs> wow. The things I would do to be around Ranger Danger sunbathing. 
Uh, all right. So we find out from the Sugar Bakers and Ruthie that today's talent show, everyone will be getting on a bus to go to Hamburger Mary's Milwaukee, and they will be doing their own stand-up comedy routine. Um, Fawn, what would you do for like a stand-up comedy routine? Like, how how do you even begin writing something like that? Have you ever done stand-up comedy before? No, and I would be like, honestly, I think I'm pretty funny. Mm-hmm. But being funny and a comedian are different things. Yeah. I am very off the cuff in the moment funny. But when you, I have to sit down and try, it's hard to come off as it being effortless as a good stand-up routine is. Yeah. And like have a natural flow. Like none of your favorite stand-up comedians are somebody that feels like they're up there and trying. And I right. feel like that's what my big struggle would be. Mm. Interesting. I feel like you could do something really funny about like trying to hunt. You know, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. The I feel like I've got enough life experiences that I could like pull something together. Yeah, but the amount of panic that I would be under <laughs> in order to get to the finished product, and I would be trying it out on so many different people mm. before like. I had the opportunity. Like, did y'all get to prepare this before camp? Yes. Yeah. So it was oh, yeah. one of I'd the... I'd be trying this out on everybody. Yeah. It was one of the things that they listed for us. Like, we got our list of talent show looks that we needed to prepare. And then one of them said a two-minute stand-up comedy routine. It, maybe it said three minutes. Yeah. I think it was three-minute stand-up comedy routine. And then the two minutes was the camp spirit story had to be two minutes long. Um and I practiced this on so many people, on my husband, on uh, Mariah and Cleo when they were still in town. I had them come over and I would yeah. pitch things to them. We would rework it, rework oh, so it. you're a top now. I am a top now. Yeah, I was pitching that tent. Um, and it was it was tough, I will say. But I, I fortunately do have a little bit of experience with um, stand-up comedy. It is very limited, though. Like, for a couple of the online pageants that I did for my talent portions, I did stand-up comedy. Like, I wrote yeah. this one about um, how to wrap a package, and it was really... And it was for, like, Christmas, right? It was Christmas-themed, yeah. but it was all a double entendre for how to put a condom on your penis. Oh, um, yeah. Like, my, my favorite line from it, like, I would pull up props or, like, different vegetables and so i had a stocking and uh i was like is your package small and i'd hold up like a cucumber and put it in is your package big and it had an eggplant and then i picked up this like potato that was like really really curved and i was like is your package unusually shaped well that's okay all i have to say is if it fits under the tree you can still kiki so i thought that was pretty funny um yeah that is funny <laughs> so I, I had that little bit of experience but it wasn't in front of a live audience yeah like this and i feel like a live audience is a little bit of a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're actually funny, it is a benefit. But I feel like also because it's hard to tell joke, tell jokes when you're not getting a reaction because then you don't know if you're mm-hmm. bombing or if you're succeeding. So that live audience is a big benefit of that. But at the same time, it's Scary. a live audience, so you have nerves that come into play. Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would absolutely agree. I was thankful. So, um, we, the hikers did get to go to hamburger Mary's Milwaukee and we also got to perform our standup routines. Um, and I will say that that audience was fabulous. They were so like, I, I think they prepped them well, um, yeah. with, if, if they say something that you think is a little funny laugh, because every time they like busted a gut laughing, <laughs> anytime you did something even remotely funny. So I loved them. They were really, really nice. But I also think that they were realistic too. If something wasn't funny, they didn't go crazy. See, I would have just b- asked to stay back with Ranger Danger. <laughs> I would have been like, fuck going to Milwaukee. I'm going to sunbathe with Ranger Danger. You could. I'm I'm sure he'd let you. I'm going to bathe Ranger Danger with my son, if you know what I mean. (laughs) With with your son? (laughs) You really are from Alabama, huh? What's his incest? I did not realize that was going to come off like that, but here we are. (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I think that everything else I want to say will be during the talent show. So I think we have quite a lot to discuss. So why don't we go ahead and take a break and then jump into our talent show. Sounds like a perfect plan. Boom, boom, boom. 
pom 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 It's the comedy show. I don't know if you could tell it was kakadakai with a ha 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 and instead. Was it funny? It was. Well, I tried, that's for sure. Okay, well then Ruthie comes to the stage and she opens up the talent show for us um which i thought was a really kind thing to do like (laughs) to open up the show rather than having like the placement of um people throughout or or the campers throughout the show um to take a really big effect um because like it could be a real disadvantage to be that first camper opening the show right or last to have that additional pressure um so yeah, I, I appreciated that they didn't have this whole oh well who's gonna open well Ruthie opened yeah. um, and also something that you didn't get to see was the hikers when they did theirs they actually had Vincent and Opal start things off um, now if you want to see their talent shows I believe that those will be posted to the YouTube membership page so go subscribe to the Camp Wanakiki YouTube membership I think it's totally worth it you get extended rec room footage and stuff like that. Um, but hopefully you'll get to see our talent shows for um, now. If they well. open, then where did you go? I actually closed because oh. I thought it was going to be big pressure. Big pressure. I know, right? Because they did it like I think Opal went first, and then Vincent. Maybe it was swapped around. I can't remember. And then I thought I was going to go after them, um, and I had to pee really bad, and so I was like Me getting ready. Anytime I'm in drag, right? <laughs> it always comes at the worst times. Um, and then they were like, oh, we need to, just for the sake of time, we need to go ahead and get started. And then they had all the campers go. And so I was like, oh, my God. Uh, I ran to pee during someone's number. And then I came back and got to close out the whole show. So nice. I, I don't know if I'm able to talk about what all I said, the material from it, since it hasn't been released. But I know it was filmed. So make sure you go join that YouTube um, to maybe see what I did. Yes. Because it was cute. All right. Well, Fawn, are you ready to get this thing started? Let's get this roast to cooking. Yes. Amen. Let's hit it to it. So Lily starts us off. What did you think? Um, I thought she had a unique personal del- like concept to yes. it. Yes. Do I think it was my favorite? No. Yeah. Same for me. Unfortunately. Um, I liked the personal touches of being divorced and like, also the like i was at a costume contest in my most skimpy barbara walters outfit and next thing i know i'm in his apartment in my wedding gown and it's on fire (laughs) yeah that was funny very lily too yeah um also we should discuss how are we rating these are are we basing it on the look are you basing it on the content are you basing it on overall presentation for me it's like mostly the content but i guess the look can factor in a little bit okay but it's predominantly like at the end of the day, you don't care what your stand-up comedian is wearing as long as they're funny. Right. I mean, unless it, it ties directly into it. So yeah, yeah I, I think, I think for me, it's going to be about 80% content of what was said. And then about 20% the look. And like, I, for me, especially with the whole, like the joke set up of like the next thing I knew I was in his apartment and it was on fire. I liked with that touch, the fact that there were parts of the dress that looked burned, that there was only one of the like, um, ballerina gloves Mm. so like the little touches like that were nice um i don't think the dress fit properly as a viewer watching because if you noticed when she was um doing her entire set her arms stayed right in Hmm. she did not move her arms out and like up at all they were to her body the entire time I wonder if she's like a, a like a nervous sweater, you know? Like maybe she had sweat rings or something and she didn't want anybody to see. There wouldn't have been sweat ring sweat rings on a strapless gown though. If you sweat enough there will be. But also there was like <laughs> and this is literally me nitpicking. Like it doesn't matter because it worked with a thing. It was just all I felt like maybe that limited a little bit of the performability of mm-hmm. it. Um because also there was one point where if you really paid attention there was like a side profile of lily and it looked like the back top of the gown was sticking out so it looked like it probably was too big i thought it was a good look and like minor that it was fine and it worked well for the 
hole of the for the hole. <laughs> well, that's appropriate for Lily. Yeah, any holes to go. <laughs> um. Okay. So, is this a flop or a fawn for you? Um. I'm gonna flop this. <gasps> Flop it. Okay, well, for everyone, as a reminder, here at Flapping and Falling, if it's your first time listening, we do have a very sophisticated system for whether we like or dislike the um, talent show presentation. So if we do like it, it is a fawn. Yeah. And if we don't like it, it's a... Flop. So unfortunately, Lily, uh, you did get a flop from fawn today. Um, And I I think I am going to flop it as well. I think in comparison to the others, it just it didn't quite hold up for yeah. me. Um, but I thought she looked beautiful, and I also love the promos that she posted after the show, like the that visual that I have. Yeah, uh, it is that is what it's from. Like it looks so stunning. As a whole, I think this was like a without giving too much away. I think as a whole, the entire cast did well. Yes, I think this is one of those things where we're literally just going to be nitpicking mm-hmm. um, because it was good and there was nobody that i would just like boo right right um for me it was just she didn't stack up personally and it sucks because lily is one of my favorites but i mean i'm trying to be as unbiased and realistic with my viewpoints here yeah so and i think that's fair um, all right, next to the stage, we had Coco show Nell, and she was looking absolutely stunning in this green gown. I loved the jewelry she was wearing with this. Her nails were awesome. Um, also, she had this wonderful, huge hair. It's just very classic drag queen, you know? This yeah. is what I would expect to see. If I went to Hamburger Mary's, this is what I would want to see from at least one of these queens, you know? What did you think of Coco's stand-up? I thought she was really funny, personally. Me too. And her facial expressions really took it the extra mile mm-hmm. because it's one thing to deliver a joke. Like it's an, it's one thing to have a joke and say a joke. It's another to be able to play off of the joke physically. Yeah. And that goes into delivery and delivery is not easy. Like right. anybody can say a joke. Not anybody can deliver a joke. Exactly. And for me, that's what Coco did. I thought she delivered. If we're like, this isn't a negative thing against her, but one thing that I didn't understand is why it looked like there was only one long, extra long nail. Was that during the performance or was it during just the judging? Because I noticed that during the judging. I noticed it during the number. Actually, no, the visual. Oh, that is kind of interesting. Why is that one nail It's like not a negative, but it was just something that I noticed. And I almost wish there would have been like a joke about it. Yeah, I wonder if that's a. I don't remember her saying anything about it from being there. Um, yeah, I wonder what the choice was behind that. I'm not sure. Um, well, overall, I really, I really love the look, and I the critiques were that you know some of the jokes were not original. I had specifically not, the last one. Yeah, the Monica Lewinsky one. And I will say, rewatching it, Coco does say, "I'm going to tell you my favorite joke." Mm. she doesn't pitch it as if she invented this joke so i almost am like is that a valid critique then if it's just like because she wasn't trying to pitch it as hers she was pitching it as her favorite yeah and at the end of the day what joke is 100 percent original so true i um I'm trying to remember what they what the actual prompt was because I know Betty said it was the the assignment was to write an original, um, an original stand up routine. Okay, so the assignment said stand up routine. You need to write an original stand up comedy routine that's no more than three minutes. Um, you will need to have this memorized and prepared to deliver on stage. So okay, I I can see how that could factor in but i think that there may have been some other people who had more fatal flaws to their consequences than coco did in my opinion i personally had not heard the monica Lewinsky joke it might be an old joke and that may be why because i am a little bit younger and i was a literal child during the monica Lewinsky stuff Mm -hmm. so like that may be just something that is a reference that I don't have as far as like those jokes. But to me, there were other jokes by other people that were very current 
that were not the most original. Right. And it was the way Coco sold it too. Yeah. Like I, th- I thought she delivered it really well. Okay. I, I didn't, I, I just didn't yeah. think she was, if that's the critique, I think there were other people that also were guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. Congrats, Coco. You got two fawns from us. Next to the stage, we have Clinica de Precious. Now I have to say for Clinica, I had a FaceTime call with them recently and they threatened us. They, they, they said if we fawn or if we flop any of their looks, they're going to come for us. <laughs> I'm scared. So um, that may influence our decisions, but I feel that as I feel like I could text them. Oh yeah. You, I, yeah. You're, I mean, you I won, won loop loop wrestling. wrestling. <laughs> How many of y'all would like to see me in clinical at lube wrestle? Ooh. Non-binary knockdown drag out. I live. I just want a referee because I'm scared. <laughs> you can be the ring girl. Oh, I love it. I would. Big titties I'll, and all. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have like pasties on that show the number, uh, <laughs> you know, and so I'll just come out and review. <laughs> oh, I love I love this idea. We should make that happen. A flapping and fawning production. Um, okay. So Clinica comes out and they are dressed as the devil. Um, what did you think of Clinica's stand up? I thought it was pretty good. I will say like not as a critique on them is unfortunate that we did just have Trinity yeah. do the devil on snatch game. And that's literally not even th- anything that I thought about when watching this was, this is literally something that just came to mind. No, I, I thought that too. They're nowhere anywhere near comparable because they were two entirely different performances. Um, and that's obviously not a knock on Clinica because all stars hadn't aired when y'all were when y'all right. filmed this. Um, overall, I enjoyed this. There was one bit that I felt like was a long setup for not a payoff, mm. and I didn't think that the setup was bad. I just felt like it lacked a payoff. It was the billboard joke, um, mm. and I felt like it could have gone somewhere. It just felt like it didn't because it was just like here's the three billboards in ohio this bad one this bad one and this guy that sells cheese it just it might have been the delivery yeah of it it just i was waiting for the punchline mm. if that makes sense i see what you mean um yeah yeah i i, I kind of feel the same way because with that one i was like i don't really know if this is if these are so much of jokes as it is these like are funny audience. Ohio. Um, yeah. These are funny Ohio observations, and I'm going to get the crowd to respond yeah. to me. Or like, it's like audience participation on mic. You know, yeah. like, I'm like, who's drinking? Ah! Like, I'm just trying to yeah. kill time. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I do see that. I will say, um, and obviously, you know, we have to write this on what was presented to us on the screen. Um, but there was some content that Clinica had that was cut that I actually thought was funnier than the content that they put yeah. on uh, the episode. Um, so, I say yeah like I know. <laughs> well, I, I thought they did a fabulous job. Um, and I know that they were they were really nervous about it. So especially it being their first time, I, I was I was impressed. Yeah, overall I really enjoyed it. Um so I am gonna give this a fawn. Ditto. Oh, I also have to say, I thought the funniest thing she did was when she was like, Then you bitches! Put, put me, me in, in a, a cabin, cabin with, with Deja. Deja. <laughs> oh, and when she, w- or I'm sorry, when they were like, uh, oh, don't worry, sugar breakers, you don't have to go to hell. You've been helping me torment yeah, the case. They, for a long they time. had some really good singers in there. It <laughs> just, for me, if everything had been on that level, they would have been in the top. Right, right. Um, I mean, Clinic has almost felt like a roast. Let's get this roast to cooking. Next to the stage, we had. How you blow it? It's Pola Frost as Rita Post. Who is both the camp chef and the camp janitor. Mm. I think Pola is vying for a um, <laughs> guest appearance on a future season. <laughs> I could totally see that happening. They, honestly, if they don't do that, that's a crime to not bring her back. Like She's so funny. It's canon now. Mm-hmm. I, I will say it was unfortunate. Like, I'm excited that we got to go to Hamburger Mary's Milwaukee and perform in front of a live audience. That's really cool. But I, you know, we didn't know where we would be performing this. So I would have assumed as well that 
we're going to be performing this at our camp. So I think it would have made a lot more sense and it probably even would have been funnier if this had happened at the camp. Um, yeah. But it being in hamburger Mary's was just a little confusing. Um, and I was like, why is she dressed like that <laughs> the whole time? And then I was like, Oh, I see what she's doing. Um, so I, I thought that did not play to her advantage as well. Um, but really, I thought I really loved the concept behind this. Yes. I thought, I thought it was very funny. Um, I just as like a little minor note. I loved the fact that she even thought all the way down to the hairnet and the yeah. hairnet was pink. Yes. Like there was just a lot of attention to detail. There was. It, it, it was very good. Um, I, I thought, like, at least the content was. I know that she was very nervous on the day of, um, and that unfortunately did, I think, best her in the end. Um, yeah, I don't think her content was bad. I think it was literally you just could tell the nerves got there, and yeah. there was a little moment where she lost her way. Um, but she had some really good jokes and some yeah. really good content in there, and a little bit of it could have been done with a little bit better delivery. Um, but it was good content and you know, I can't say anything because I guarantee if I was in the same position, I'd be nervous as mm-hmm. hell. I mean, it's scary. Like, like and I, I thought she had, she, she did a good job of like having different things she could lean into if yeah. things weren't going the way she wanted All it to. All the fleet enema jokes I was so fucking funny. here for. And, and, you know, they didn't show it in the episode, but she actually did use the fleet a lot more often in the um, when she was doing the stand-up routine in person. Like, so, I cackled so loud at the viewing party every time that fleet enema came out. Like, the first great. time when it was the used one and then the second time when it was the fleetini. I lost it i would love pola if you're listening i would love to see you make like a video of you doing the stand-up routine all the way through you know like uh, so that we can get to see the pure glory of rita post uh because i i think that there were just some zingers in there that were really really good that you know it's we just got caught up in the moment on that day so we didn't get to see um this is a fawn for me i liked the concept like i i am sad about the the delivery but um I, I really liked it. So it's a fawn for me. I'm having a hard time with this one personally um, because like I really enjoyed it. But at the same time, at the end of the day, what matters is what you deliver. Okay. True. I enjoyed the content. I didn't, I think, I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. If I'm looking at this from an objective standpoint, the delivery wasn't 100% there. So I think I'm going to have to lightly flop this. I really enjoyed the content and I really like this was so well thought out and I thought that was great. I just think nerves got in the way and that's natural. That happens to all of us. Nobody can guarantee whether that's going to happen or not. Um, But overall I did enjoy it. It's just, I think for me, the nerves at the end of it, because that is what stand up is like true in order to like stand up is confidence. So I think that's why I'm like lame flopping it. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, Pola, I, I think you just keep keep going because you, you know, it's like when, when she talked about in her hiking um, scene, like, just not to get too ahead of myself, spoiler alert, uh, but, you know, she was like, I I had this one performance, I'm going to have a thousand more, yeah. and this one doesn't define me. And I, I think that's so true for Pola. I love her so much. I do too. God. I thought, like, genuinely, I thought this was brilliant like yeah now i think her partner actually wrote the stand-up for her okay um and so uh, i i wonder if maybe if she had had a little more influence in in it it, then maybe it would have felt more natural to her um but i enjoyed it overall yeah so all right next to the stage we have skinny legend herself deja d delatero uh, I love her outfit, first of all, in this. Um, the giant blue hair, the green jewelry that has her name on it, I believe. Um, and then I believe those are light bulbs. Maybe they're keys. I, I, it's hard for me to see on this visual. But she was wearing like a a suit skirt um, for for this. I also love her nail gloves as well. She, she looks stun- stunning. Um, and for this to have been her first time doing stand-up comedy... It was incredibly impressive. I will say she was one that when she came out, she looked like a stand-up comedian. Yep. Like, and it was one of those, like, 
looked up like she looked like a stand-up comedian not and like just as somebody that does stand up mm-hmm. not somebody that does stand up as a character yeah and i think that is a bold choice because you don't have anything to lean on right and so whenever you can pull that off just coming up there and just being a stand-up comedian rather than leaning on a character i think that is so amicable and like that takes balls and that takes a lot of talent yep and deja's got both yeah <laughs> i i got to see her on mic um well i got to i mean i got to work with her in toledo recently but seeing her on mic she's just such a natural like she's so great at being funny she had me up there doing like jumping jacks you know and, and the whole crowd was just roaring because i had my giant titties on and it, oh like, my god jump, it was it was so funny um as um did what happened did did what, what happened, Coco say you- happened to her when she went running happened to you Yes, basically. I d- yeah, I had Got to drive bruises. home with no eyesight. My vision was completely impaired because both my eyes were still swollen the day after. Um, <laughs> well, I what did you think of Deja's stand-up? Were there any standout jokes for you? I thought it was funny. Um, I will say, if I'm nitpicking, and this is something that I referenced earlier when we were talking about Coco, one of the things with Deja, there was something about the when she was talking about like swiping left and swiping right, the person in front of Mount Everest and um, if I'm going to be with somebody, they need to look like, or I, my body doesn't look athletic or something like that. I can't mm-hmm. remember the exact wording. I've heard a joke. If not, I've heard a joke very, very similar to that. Mm. And I feel like it was actually very recently that I heard a joke like that. So it wasn't something to me that felt completely original. original. Um, Interesting. So if we're judging it by the same standards of Coco as the sugar bakers judged Coco, I feel like to me that factors in. I thought it was still funny. Yeah, there's some, I think there is some iffy judging in this one. Yeah. Um, it, it, um, it was very subjective. Like, and, and don't get me wrong, I liked what Deja did same. in the same way I liked what Coco did. Same. Um, but it, there was one other moment in Deja's that I was like, mm, I'm not sure how original that is. Like, the, yeah. if you liked me, my name's Deja. If you don't like me, my, na- my name yeah. is Lily. And it's like, well, how many times have we heard that on Drag Race? And it's so, just one of those things. It's not that either. I thought both of them were great. Yes, same. It's just, I don't think they were judged equally. I would agree. Um, well, overall, does Deja get a flop or a fawn for you? She gets a fawn. She gets a fawn for me as well. Congrats, Deja. All right. This next person was truly hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, she was. Wow. Is that special? Apparently. It was special because she won today, bitch. <laughs> um, congrats, Hillary. She wore a this red dress and had her crutch um and i think she also had like a canadian bow on um it was definitely like the flat colors of the canadian flag yes so i recently watched her she did her youtube series camp expectations and i watched her one for this one and this is actually uh, what she wore for this youtube series she has called keeping up with the covids um this like award-winning web series that yes. she did during the pandemic i think and she mentioned really that funny. when she was a guest on our podcast yeah. if you haven't listened to that episode you should go check it out go back and listen it's so good um yeah and so because that was in black and white so to see this red dress in color was is yeah. pretty cool um what did you think of this i thought it was great um also what else well like what better way to go than lean into the canadian side of things but flip it as in like how do you think i feel about you saying the way you say about yeah oh i say about instead of a boot Mm -hmm. like i thought that was great um and one of the things in judging when they were going through the the judging and critiques i like wish there would have been a joke about the canadian bacon in there because her interaction with the sugar <laughs> bakers during that about the canadian bacon yeah. was iconic <laughs> um and the gun violence joke oh honestly <laughs> honestly that was the best joke of the night it was it was so good and the thing is like is it a could it be seen as like triggering yes but at the end of the day it's also comedy Mm -hmm. and there's a certain amount of comedy that like without it being offensive like it wasn't offensive because also it wasn't offensive because what the fuck it's true the amount of Mm -hmm. gun violence that we have in america is a problem like 
And the, the thing I really like about Hillary is I think that she is, she has, I, I think one thing I got called up when I was writing my standup was like, how do I, how do I not offend anyone with my standup? You know? Yeah. And then I feel like Hillary has found this way to strike this balance of still having hilarious jokes that are hard hitting, but punch up. Yeah. Um, so it, it was just so well done. It, and yeah. Like, and the way that she also used her injury um, to amplify her sketch, like, because to me, that was what I was most concerned about for her. I think if I had gotten injured, I would not know how to lean into that as much. <laughs> you wouldn't know how to lean into the crutch. I, w- I wouldn't. No, I, I would not. I actually would have been really fucked because like I, t- I did like yoga poses during mine and stuff and I, it would not have worked. Um, so I was like, oh, no, how is she going to make this work? But it was she's a pro. It and was amazing. The way you said that is like the way you talked about how she did it with punching up is such a good and correct way to look at it. Mm-hmm. With comedy, you never want to punch down. You always want to punch up. It's okay to take those hard digs, but don't do it punching down. You always punch up with it. Never the ple- people that are like lesser that are like yeah. marginalized. You never want to go for the marginalized people when you're somebody that is not in that place. So true. Well, is this a flop or a fawn for you? This is a fawn. Uh, just Actually, a fawn? no, this is I'd, a fetch. It's a fetch for me, too. Stop trying to make fetch happen. And it's, it's one of those things. It did happen for Hillary. It was just, it was such a good set. And I also am surprised something that she didn't tie in was the whole, like, healthcare, Canadian healthcare especially oh. with her being injured. I'm like even more surprised that that didn't get tied in, especially yeah. considering like the clip that we got of her being injured is like when they asked her, <laughs> is there anywhere you go around here? No, I'm from Canada. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I could see her leaning into that. I, I bet she just had other content. She probably wanted to make sure she could get to as well. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing I liked about this that I didn't say was, it's a this was a different side of Hillary that we haven't seen. Yeah. Like we've seen this preteen trapped in a middle aged woman's body so far, like very like wine Ooh, drunk ah, all the time. Hey. Yeah. But this was like Hillary angry. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I think that's something too that I want to point out. I feel like if I was gonna nitpick, I would have enjoyed if it wouldn't have been as angry the entire time. Hmm. I would have enjoyed a little bit of breath from the anger. I know. But I also don't know if it would have hit the same way. I think it reads differently on TV than it did in person. I will say that. Because like it. And also these did get edited and there are some points that you can clearly tell that things are clipped out. So I don't know what's being missed from this whole set. And stand up is meant to be taken as a whole. I just love how everyone knows I love taking a whole. (laughs) <laughs> so true with her set though it's like she found that angle right that yeah. was really funny and she w- she did not give you a chance to breathe like you are just laughing the whole time which yeah. I, I think is I don't know that's the kind of comedy yeah. set I want to see and I will say that's a harder angle to go for because with timing you either have to like when you're in that and you're going for that, you have to stay in it or everything mm-hmm. flops. Um, because otherwise, like you want to give your audience time to breathe, but you also don't want to give your audience too time, too much time to breathe or right. you lose them. It's such a delicate dance and balance that stand up is. So I will say like she did have me cracking up the whole time. Oh yeah. Me too. Well, congrats, Hillary. You got our fetch for this episode. Next to this. Is that the second fetch she's gotten? Yes. I th- yeah, I give her... Ooh, wow. Okay. Work, Hillary. Next to the stage, we have... I hate coleslaw. It's disgusting. And she had just auditioned for the Cats movie when she arrived. I just hope she didn't have fleas. <laughs> no, she definitely does. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was the cat that was supposed to be rooting around in the dumpster. I thought it was really funny. I like... So, I don't... I did not really help anyone with their stand-up routines or anything like that. I was really worried about my own lane that day. Um, but she's one, I, I think improvised a lot of hers from what I've heard from other people. Um, and I remember that hers 
hers went on for quite quite a while. Um, so I, I kind of expected her to be in the bottom in this episode when I was viewing it live um, because she she went over the time a little bit. But that also being said, what we saw on TV was hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I and I no, I this was coleslaw. Oh yeah, coleslaw actually. <laughs> um, I thought it was great. I love the angle of it. I, I know coleslaw really loves cats. Yeah. Like, not just the movie, but like animals. I haven't seen the movie. Oh really? I I haven't seen the movie either, but I've seen the stage play. I've never seen the stage play. Either. Mm, I I don't recommend it. But I just love the animal. Yeah. Meow. I will say when she first came out before I got a closer look at the outfit, I really thought, and like before I got a closer look at the makeup, I really thought this was about to be Moira Rose and the yep. Crowning. Like, I had a bunch of people tell me that. Like, uh, during the viewing party, they were like, oh, is she doing Moira? And I was like, some, just watch the show. <laughs> something about the way it read on screen. On camera, yeah. Especially like on the projector screen, the way it read mm. was very like, those almost red as feathers instead of fur. True. The way the light hits it. I, I do remember this. I, I thought that it showed up better in person than on camera, the, the costume. Um, but I, I really like the, the whole concept of it. It was, it was very funny. Um, and then she is just one of the best at improvisation. Like the, yeah. walking up to hamburger Mary and being like her, her burger is as large as her waist. That's so disturbing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really I really enjoyed this one and um, I thought she I would have been really scared to follow Hillary um, because Hillary did such an amazing job but I yeah. thought Coleslaw held her own how did they determine the order I don't know I know that I'll, maybe I just don't remember I remember that they were all you can see where they're all seated on the like if you're facing the stage on the left hand side, you can see where all of the campers are seated. The judges were right in front of them, but then to the right, that's actually where they had the hikers sitting. So we, like the, there was a camera right in front of us. So we, we could see around the camera. Like we had, we saw a good view and everything, but um, we were not in camera shot. Yeah. So, but I, I'm not sure how they decided it to be honest. I, I think they should have addressed that in the episode. Um, but yeah, I, I thought Coastal did a good job. Uh, overall, same. Was this a flop or a fawn or a meow for you? Work <laughs> 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 demon. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh, how have I not hit this button this whole time? <laughs> flop or fawn? It's a fawn. It's a fawn for me as well. Congrats, it's a fawn. <laughs> It's wild how real that sounds. Like when I, like on the when the podcast comes out, I'm like, oh, I did not expect it to really sound so much like fun, but it does sound like fun. <sighs> okay, that was a lot, Robin. Oh my god. That was a lot, Robin. I um, I was surprised we didn't get a rec room in this episode. Yeah, it would have been really interesting to see and hear how everyone was feeling and to see the Especially, Milwaukee rec yeah. room. So especially because this was stand up and this is so much different than anything mm -hmm. else. And they really, have they even done stand up like this on camp in the past? It's been a while since I've watched previous seasons. Cause I've always watched live. They did so not in season remember. three. And I think it was very much missed. Like in season three, all of them were look based talent yeah. shows. Um, but then in season two, they did do a stand up challenge, but it was more of an impersonation challenge. So yes. you did a celebrity and then there was, and a, that was still at camp. It was still at camp and there was a double elimination on that one as well. Um, Oh. So I I oh. love that they're highlighting this skill for campers. I think it, it is really important for camp queens to be able to be strong on mic and be able to make people laugh. Um, but I don't know that I love these double eliminations that they're doing. Right. <laughs> it's so intense. Um, okay. So we find out that the top two are Hillary and Deja and Hillary won. Congrats, Hillary. Yes. Then we also found out the people who were safe, which was Coleslaw, Lily, and Clinica. Did you notice that normally when we find out who the safe campers are, everyone applauds? But that no, did not happen. No, it was not. A pin could drop. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it was. I was I was surprised by the you bottom You could cut two. that tension with a butter knife. Mm -hmm. You it, could probably cut that 
pinch in with a spoon. Uh, on, honestly, with a hamburger Mary, you could cut it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I so we so that means our bottom two were Pola and Coco. Um, I think there were a few people who could reasonably be placed in the bottom this week, and it, it was really drag just, them, say I, their names. Well, no, I, I I will. I but you know, and I, everyone did well. Yeah. Um, but I just I don't think Coco made sense in the bottom I agree. comparatively like 100%. i i thought i thought lily could have been in the bottom this week um unfortunately and i also thought uh, coleslaw could have been and and maybe even clinica but i, th- I think clinica was pretty safe i feel like clinica um, was solidly safe okay i yeah i would ag- i would agree um, um but Co- coco did not make sense to me in the bottom agree it was funny people laughed people really loved it so I, I disagree with the sugar bakers. On it's one. one of those things. Sugar bakers seem to really be about originality because they also hate cosplay. Um, unless it's a cosplay badge. Yeah. But yeah, also at the same time, there's other times people get away with stuff that's not original. stuff. I don't even know. Yeah. it And it's tough because like the whole originality thing, it's a difficult thing to have as a critique because it's not like... Nothing like in this world is original anymore. There, but also, it's only three people on the judging panel, and two of them have grown up together and lived together, so they're going to yeah. have pretty similar perspectives on life. Yeah. So it's. I just think it's a limited. I feel scope like this would have been a great to episode on. to have a guest. It would have been. To, yeah, I, I would agree, especially with us being out in the open like that. Right. It would have been really cool. Um. Well, unfortunately, that brings our bottom two to Pola and Coco. And we found out it's a double elimination. I was so fucking shook. The whole viewing party lost it. And in fact, I actually have, I wanted to share this audio of um, Coleslaw, or not Coleslaw, Hillary um, showed us, or sent a video in the group chat of the people at her viewing party reacting to this. I was literally like frozen until they were finished with their like, talking yeah because i was just so shook like even into them talk like they're like hike monologues i was still like frozen yeah it was and everyone like i remember seeing people throwing hands like in the viewing party they were like what okay so this was the this was uh, how they reacted in i believe this is in toronto it really pains all of us to say that you're both taking a hike tonight. Whoa! Whoa! I'm sorry. What? Dun, dun, but dun. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. dun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That was, that, that's really crazy. Um, but I, I guess it just had to happen. They must have their reasons. I, but what was going through your head at this moment? Like when you heard this? Here's the thing. I didn't understand Coco being down there at all. The only reason I could see Coco being in the bottom is if you're looking at track record in the competition at the, as a whole. And at that point, why would you have kept her the first time? What if track record matters so much in the competition? Why keep people? Yeah. If that's only going to hurt them to keep them. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I mean, because, yes, I, I, I really wish that there was some sort of tie not not necessarily a tiebreaker but you know like the when you're in the bottom two yeah you know how ha- i guess it is a tiebreaker like okay why do you get to stay um whether it be a lip sync for your life or some sort of additional comedy challenge i don't know I, I i i wish that they had that chance but for them to both get eliminated it just it didn't make sense i feel for the episode yeah um i mean personally personally i enjoyed coco's better than pola's um, just from a delivery aspect mm. of it, because Coco did not falter as yeah. far as like you could tell she's at home on the mic, whereas Pola had a little bit more nerves. So when it was a double, I was just like, I guess if they're they've kept with whoever's been in the bottom goes home, then it so that would, have been Coco, would right? mean Coco, but she did arbitrarily a, a better, better yeah. than Pola. So I don't, it, I, I it, agree. It, I, it's, I it's just, weird. It's, it, it feels very weird. Like the, this, yeah. Um, 
And uh, this was especially tough, though, to to watch because these are like the two moms at camp. Yeah. Like Coco had a drawer full of snacks and goodies for us. She always brought her bug spray in case we needed it. I mean, it made a, it made a feature. Um, and then Paula also was just always there for us. If you ever needed something, she was like, oh, baby, I got you. Don't worry. And like being so reassuring. I mean, uh, even just like as a viewer, they both seem so, so sweet and genuine and they definitely will be missed. I was just so in shock. I <laughs> I really didn't even really know how this live watching, know how this was going to go, any of it. Mm-hmm. And like, this was the most surprising episode so far to me because like, ugh. what? Yeah, I would agree. Um, but be, being there, <laughs> you know, they, they told the hikers because like the hikers will be there to support the, the newly hiking person. Um, and so they told the three of us, uh, me, Opal, and Vincent, that it was going to be a double elimination. We were all, oh no. We were like, they're waiting for them. And Pola came out. She embraced us, needed a hug, you know, had had a tear in her eye. And then Coco was like, somebody give me a drink. <laughs> and then she started pouring Relatable. shots. Like, <laughs> I think she was just kind of relieved, <laughs> honestly, to be, to be done. Uh, so it was, but uh, they will definitely be missed. Um, and I am just, excited to see what happens next week yeah um okay but there are a few more things i wanted to ask you about because this was this was wild so now we are remaining campers we've we've reached our top five we have hillary deja coleslaw lily and clinica so what are your what are your thoughts who do you think is gonna win at all who do you want to win at all i mean i've talked about this with my partner the person that i want to win I'm biased. We all know it's Lily. Oh, work. I don't think Lily's going to win. Mm. Um, because if you just look, when she's done well, like I think she could have easily been reason to win week one. And she didn't win. And I feel like there were other weeks that she could have been placed top that she wasn't placed top. I feel like when she, I feel like, she's honestly the logical next out based on track record Mm. because at this point Deja's been in the top twice. Coleslaw has a win. And Deja was in the bottom with me once. Yes. But Deja has been in the top twice. Yes. Um, Coleslaw has a win. And been safe every other time. And then Hillary's got two, two wins and three tops and Clinica has two wins and three tops. So if you shake it out and I do shake it, um, I mean, Lily is Lily or Deja are the next logical outs. Mm. If you're looking at track record alone, that makes me incredibly sad. So like based on like track record alone, it seems like Hillary Coleslaw, Lily, not Lily, Hillary Coleslaw, Clinica as the top three. Just based on track record. However, we know track record doesn't always mean anything. Because as Deja said when she was in the bottom with you, one day you're on the top, the next you're on the bottom. I mean, Deja has had a wild ride these last three episodes. Literally three episodes. Like, what? Yeah. um, I will say as a viewer that doesn't know spoilers, that is just watching this along and trying to figure this shit out as... It's so fucking stressful because like I didn't see this coming <laughs> and like people that I love are going home, which I mean, at this point I love them all. Yeah. Now that flapjack's gone, I love them all. <laughs> Obviously joking here, but uh, it's hard because honestly, at this point, the only two people that I can solidly say that I see in the top two are Hillary and uh, Clinica are the only two people that I can solidly see mm-hmm. in the top. I mean, they both have two wins at this point. Yeah. So, cause like Coleslaw has a win, but that's Coleslaw's only top. And she hasn't been in the bottom. Deja doesn't have a win, but she's been in the top twice, but she's also been in the bottom once. Yeah. So it's just like really weird. I don't know how this is going to shake out. It stresses me out. 
<laughs> well, I'm loving doing these reviews with you. Um, and I guess we'll talk about it more next time on Flapping and Fawning. Y'all just keep watching. It gets even wilder. for listening to Flapping and Fawning. Music by Elliot Nass. Promotional art by Danny Lee. Hosts are Flapjack. Oh, hey, that's me. And I'm Fawn. You can follow me on Instagram at fawn.fawn.fawn. And you can follow me over at Instagram as well. And pretty much any other social media platform at flapjquellen, F-L-A-P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-L-I-N-E. Connect with us on social media on Instagram at Flapping and Fawning Pod and on Twitter at Flap and fawn pod. Oh, and make sure you check out the links in our bio to buy some merch. You can also connect with us via Gmail at flapping and fawning pod at gmail.com. See you next time. Bye. Ta ta.